You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You're goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called Pirate Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzer. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of App Diner. My name is Michael Lunsford. I am the host of our wonderful podcast here. Here, I am also the editor-in-chief of our website. It is greatgeekrefuge.com. Check it out. Lots of great articles, lots of great podcasts as well. In fact, that's what we're doing this evening. One of the guys I'm going to introduce actually has his own show as well. He is the longest-standing co-host that I have here on App Diner. His name is MC Brooks. He's got his own show. It's called... The Overflow with MC Brooks. Here yeah. he is. All your base still are belong to us. <laughs> nice. We've also got, uh, he's a wonderful, talented man when it comes to the artistic endeavors, the visual arts, if you will, but also he ain't bad with them words either. His name is James Rambo. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? The answer, one cord, one cord of wood. I thought that was an unanswerable question, but here we are with answers. Done. Thank you. Take it off the list. <laughs> we can move on and do other shit now. So, <laughs> as as MC Brooks alluded to with his little opening intro message that he had, all your base are belong to us. We are talking video games today. There, this year, uh, 2021, is just... A cacophony, if you will, a smorgasbord, a cornucopia. I'm using all of them, man. Um, It is a a plethora, an overabundance, if you will, of anniversaries (laughs) for some really, really awesome video games. And what we wanted to do is we wanted to go through the list and kind of pick through our favorites and talk about the ones that really meant something to us. Uh, I want to kind of kick this off because I'm looking at, I got two lists here, which you can find them. They're all over social media and such. I'm looking at. Wow, there's just so many on here. I want to see the one that really, really jumps out the most as like the one that was like, man, this but, was. Before game. we even list them, yeah. let's list a couple that are on this list because they're like there are a number of like amazing franchises and/or oh, yeah. games wow. that are on this list. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know what you, as the man who introduced this list to me in the first place, man, go ahead, run, run, run with it. Give us some of these just epic games. I know one of them in particular is like, it's, it's exclusively mentioned as one of your favorite games in oh, yeah. your song selfish. In fact, you actually say it word for word in there. So yeah, it's uh, definitely street fighter two. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, since the pandemic started, we've completely lost the concept of time. But I really feel like reading this list right here uh, gave me a concept of time. And that is we are getting really fucking old Dude, right? because <laughs> there are some there are some franchises that are celebrating anniversaries this year. And I didn't realize that so many that, that, that it's really been this long since the first iterations of some of these games or franchises or consoles um, were released. I mean, like the I think the most notable, one of the most notable on here because it's the oldest one on here is Donkey Kong. is forty years old this year. Yeah, dude. Damn. Yeah. That forty years old. It's just that monkey it's, is old. It's insane. And but but coming up right behind it, the Zelda franchise is thirty five years old. Like I, yeah. I I am two years younger than the Zelda franchise. It's just crazy. I'm to think about i'm four years older than zelda <laughs> like <it's>, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like to to me it's zelda is still the game that like it was the first one that was gold like it was the first nintendo cartridge that was gold so automatically that was that was some shit like this game is special this is like really something something to marvel at but like yeah, like I, I still remember sitting in uh, on the floor in my basement at my parents' house, playing that game, and like, okay, it's time to go to bed. No, 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 no. I, I just got to like the second castle. Like, you gotta g- give me like like another twenty minutes, and then the twenty minutes turned into like an, into an hour. Yeah. Like, the game mm-hmm. just it just sucked you in, man. And like, just yeah, that that was. I think every Donkey Kong is one of those ones for me. It was just always there. Yeah. There was always a Donkey Kong arcade game, somewhere. Galaga is on that list as yeah, well. I didn't say Galaga, Galaga Frogger. Yeah, Galaga is another one like that. That was, yeah, Froggers. Yeah, same thing. I think like, see, Frogger. Like, I never really logged any real time with Frogger because I mean, like, eh, Frogger's kind of lame. But like, I definitely put a lot of hours into Galaga. I definitely put a lot of uh, hours into Donkey Kong. Definitely put a lot of hours into like Castlevania, Bubble Bobble, um, Zelda. Like, I'm looking at all these ones that are like that 30 to 35 yeah. year old. But, but even some of the other ones, like Super Mario RPG is 25, Tomb Raider is 25, the de- uh, first Dead or Alive is 25, Nights in the Dreams is 25 years old. Like, that's... Dude, okay. That's... So, Dead or Alive, that was the first game I ever played where, like, women were, like, something to, like, marvel at in the game. Where I remember, like, teenage <laughs> boys being like, hold up. What? Like, there was things going on with these characters where it was just like, no, no, I'm going to pick this girl. Why? Well, you'll see. And then you're like, oh. Reasons. Oh. Oh, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Okay, I get it. All right. All right. Yeah, that makes that. That's a, that's a good decision. Yeah, no, I get it. For sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is like the Nintendo 64. It's 25 years old. Holy shit. So crazy. I remember, wow. I mean, like, like i i borrowed my 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 sister's sega genesis because i didn't own it and i pretty much played it so much that it was basically mine but like the first one of the first consoles like actual consoles like not a handheld that i remember owning was the n64 
And I didn't have a ton of games for it, but the games I did have, I remember playing the fuck out of way back, way back 25 years ago. Sounds really weird to say now. You know, between like uh, uh, Kirby, uh, Super Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, uh, WWF No Mercy, which for me is still the greatest greatest wrestling game to ever be made. It's the GOAT by far. Like it is. Yeah, not even a question. It's it is the best game. I, like if I, I played. If, yeah, yeah, I played the original Tony Hawk uh, one and two on my N sixty four. Like that was my introduction in, into that franchise, and like it's crazy that it's it's been twenty five years since then. Yeah, like you said, we're we're old. <laughs> <laughs> I think the one that was like, because I, I had an original Nintendo up until I was like ten, so that would have been nineteen ninety too because i'm old um and i remember getting um a sega genesis for christmas and i got sonic the hedgehog and i just remember the first like i had never like gotten into like the ads or anything like that so like i don't even remember seeing the ads i think like a friend of mine had one and i wanted to get one too and i just remember thinking wow this game is so much faster than anything that's on the nintendo this is so much better and i just and yeah like everything was faster everything was cooler the graphics look great and like i was playing the x-men game on uh, Sega the other day, because uh, we have an emulator, and I was playing it, and I remember thinking when I got that game as a kid, I was like, the graphics in this game are amazing, and looking at it now, and I was like, my god, like, you can barely <laughs> tell which character it is, like, it's so crazy, like, how much it's advanced since then, but, like, back then, that that was some shit, those were amazing graphics, and, like, you could do shit with those games that you couldn't do with anything else, like, it's just, yeah, dude, it was, it, it was such a cool... It's it's really been awesome watching it evolve, watching video games evolve the way they have in my lifetime. Like they are, I would say photorealistic now to the point where it's you could play like a sports game. And it's a lot. You might walk by it and be like, wow, that looks like a real game on TV. And it's, and I remember my dad saying that with like PlayStation Two games. I was like, yeah, it's like come on, dad, just it's not that realistic. And now I'm doing it because apparently that's a rite of passage when it comes to being old. I mean, so yeah. I know you didn't. I know you didn't watch uh, the like the NFL playoffs, but they had like this camera, this like sideline camera, after players scored. That when people saw it, like they were comparing to comparing it to video game graphics, just because of how like intense the quality, how good the quality of it was. And I thought that that was really interesting that they're comparing something that's real, like we're watching in real time to something that's obviously not real but that's just a testament to how far you know graphics and design and and whatnot and these in these engines that are being used to to make these games have come yeah absolutely rambo give me some of this man like were you because whenever we get into these video game conversations every now and then you'll 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 tip in did you play video games a lot when you were a kid oh fuck yeah um i well yeah we were in nintendo household um I can't remember what the specific, there's a specific like methodology for the way Sega made their sprites. And I can't remember why it was different than the way Nintendo did it. But Sega graphics always looked dirty to me. Like there was always something that looked kind (laughs) of like, kind of like funky about the way they were done. Um, And I don't know if it was like the colors or if there was like a particular use of like black and things versus more like lighter colors. Um, But uh, but yeah, like, you know, I started on an original Nintendo and I. I, God, I think I was like 
when did the when did the SNES drop? Like ninety four? Ninety three? It was before that, dude. It was it before, yeah. Yeah, I want to say it was like uh, 1990. Yeah. God damn, was Yeah. Well, shit, I might have been... I don't know if we got it when I was... I don't know. I, I remember there being a big box under the Christmas tree and one day coming home early from school and just tearing a corner to see what it was. And it was the fucking SNES. And I, and I lost my fucking mind. And it was just like me vibrating for the next like, however many weeks <laughs> come on um but yeah no it's it's you know definitely been a um like a huge part of my childhood like super nintendo led to playstation led to uh ps2 um uh which i was gifted a playstation 2 by an entire side of my family um because the story got round that the reason I got fired from Target was because I was trying to steal one. Um, so yeah, they were like, "Hey, here's what you can keep." And I'm like, "Hey, that's 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 good. I'll I'll, I'll take the hit on that. That's worth having." Um, Wait, is that why you actually got fired from Target? 100. percent Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that wasn't a joke. <laughs> that, that that really happened. Um, it's it, it's been 20 years. Like, I've already made my restitution. I can kiss my ass. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not like judging you for it. I'm not like marking. I'm not like I, I don't have like your your you know your GGR personal file here writing down like you know like anything. Oh well. And well, it was uh, for oh, future God. consideration when we're looking it at promotions, was... Mr. Rambo. This will be something that we uh, consider. So. So fucking dumb. Yeah, I sold so many things from that Target. Um, <laughs> I, I I was I was taking games as a plan to for when I got the PS2. Uh, steal a oh, memory card and shit. Yeah, no, a, I was like, a long time. game. Get a long game going. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, yeah. For a long time, you could look at my CD collection and you would know which ones I took from Target because um, I wasn't quite sure how the um, the theft deterrent worked in terms of the actual like the technology of it. So on the off chance that the barcode did something, I would cut the barcodes off of the car uh, the the cds as well as remove the little metal sticker um so you could look through my cd collection and anyone that was missing a barcode you could know instantly like whether or not i bought it um but yeah so that's a little thing about my my uh, personal history um <laughs> yeah, if no, it makes it, you feel better i feel like i have to tip this in as well okay like uh, working for Blockbuster, yeah, okay. So many of the movies, so many of the video games, yeah, no, it's the same. Like, <laughs> youth, yeah, yeah. I stole my DS, my second yeah. DS, I should say. But I could pay this one fifty, or I could get my five finger discount. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> don't steal shit, kids. Feeling as well, children will almost always eventually get caught. Your greed will catch up to you, and you will be fucked. Um, yeah, because it was always small shit at first, and it just builds and builds and builds and builds. Um, but yeah, no man. For the most part, it was yeah, it was Nintendo and Sony were the the two big uh, reigning um, uh, corporations in terms of you know where my console love lie. Uh, I st- I still have a GameCube that I haven't plugged in and played in shit a decade longer. Um, no, no, I was like 17 
or 18 when it when it came out so yeah uh since that's on the list too 20 years Uh uh-huh 20-year anniversary yeah yep uh it was it's one of the last gifts my mom got me so i have a hard time getting rid of it even though i know i'm not gonna play it again makes sense yeah i understand Uh, yeah and it's 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 the kind of thing where i'm like i it's just wasted technology someone could actually be putting putting use to this um like i know i'm not gonna get like you know a thousand dollars for it or some shit it's it's worth like thirty dollars um but at the same time like i look at it and and there's there's so much sentimental value um i have a similar situation with uh um when i first moved out of my my parents house um one my father thought i was full of shit when i said hey i'm i'm gonna get an apartment with my friend so i'm moving out and he was like yeah okay and with a month, <laughs> I was like, all right, so I'm moving next week, just a heads up. And he's like, wait, what? And it was it was so sweet because I, I really saw very clearly how much my father loved me because wow. he was so clearly fighting tears and so upset that I was leaving um, that, you know, my, 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 my dad was the one who did most of the cooking in the house. Uh, and so I... Um, we had this, you know, massive collection of, uh, of carving knives and things. Um, and so, and we had a couple, we had, you know, people had gifted him like butcher blocks over the years. And so he just gave me one of them and he was like, take whichever knives you want. Um, and so I still have like three or four of them from him. One of which I will never use again, just because he had sharpened that fucking thing down to like a saber. Like it, 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 it's so strange. That it's just a giant pain in the ass to try and sharpen now. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, no, man, video games were, were a huge part of my life, um, particularly growing up. Um, and, I mean, still are. Like, I, I, shit, I'm playing fucking Just Cause 4 right now, and I'm almost done. Um, enjoying the shit out of that game. Um, See, so yeah, I'm looking at this list, and, like... What, what I what I wanted to do is give me give me one that like looking at it just stands out the most to you as like the fondest memories or like dude fuck this game like just give me something <laughs> positive negative I just I, I need I need something here give me one and then we'll we'll kind of go round table here. Resident Evil probably holds like the most visceral reaction. Um, the first, the it, and we're looking at the first one, right? Specifically the first yeah, one. The like, first, I, latest first one. Oh, dude, fuck that game. I, <laughs> <laughs> Those fucking is dogs, it, dude. Is it like, <laughs> a Rottweiler? Oh, no, not Rottweiler. Uh, Doberman. Nope. Doberman uh, that yeah. comes through a window. Yep. I remember, I, I, I remember renting that game, and playing it and and explaining to my father. There's real time shadows in this game. When 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 a light hits a character or an object if that character object moves the light follows and the shadow moves and he goes yeah that's how light works i'm like you but you you understand how hard that is to do in a virtual setting like you know what this is not worth the argument um but but you don't understand me old man (laughs) i can't explain this in a way that's going to make sense to you you just need to understand this is a big fucking deal um, but no, playing that exact fucking scene, playing the, the walking down the hall, like hearing the dogs barking, looking at the window and being like, 
one of these fuckers is coming through this window and they told and it's set up so perfectly because the tension is there the entire time when you walk past the first window and then it doesn't happen and so you relax and you come around the corner and fuck (laughs) 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 it's me every fucking time you start teasing the dogs you're like yeah but you'd like to take a bite of this wouldn't you get some jill valentine huh no (laughs) they're ready for you Ah, oh, dude, I'll tell you the one that got me in that fucking game, dude, is that snake. You go to fight the snake the first time, and you got your shotgun, you're like, I'm gonna fuck this snake up, and that snake bites you, and then you're poisoned, and you're like, what the fuck do I do? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, and you're like freaking out, you're like, wait, which one of those herbs is, like, for poison? Fuck, I don't remember where those are, oh my god. Like, <laughs> you legitimately yeah. panic playing that game, like, it was, yeah, and it's, it's, it's unforgiving, too, because if I remember correctly, when you die, it just says in bloody letters, you die. You died. <laughs> Just as a solid reminder, in case you weren't sure what just happened, you're fucking dead. <laughs> you're not getting up from this one. Yeah. Dude, that that game, that's the first game. I, I remember playing it with my little brother. And we're playing it at night with the lights out. And the, the you walk by a zombie that looks like it's dead. And you're just like, oh, it's dead. It's fucking zombie. And then it starts crawling after you and bites your ankle. Like, we turned the lights on after that. I was like, yeah, no, we're going to. You yeah. keep these on, you know, just for safety purposes. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. No. The the there was a funny thing that that the the PS One did just as a memory saving feature, um, where if you killed a zombie, you come back later and that that zombie would be gone. And it was it was a practical thing. Like the the PS One couldn't keep track of every kill you made. Um, and how they fell and shit. No, it was just like, yeah, okay, they're dead. They're gone. The game has wiped them away from his existence. But in my mind, it became this like, where'd that zombie go? Yeah, right? I yeah. thought, did I not kill it? Is it not dead? Where, I, so there's this constant level of dread you're experiencing the whole goddamn game, even beyond the actual ambience they were they were trying to, to create. Yeah, that oh man, and that yeah. that that whole franchise like re- specifically Resident Evil Two. Like if I'm picking one or the other, the franchise overall, I, it's 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 always going to have my interest. Most specifically because of Resident Evil Two, because I played that fucking game dozens of times. You know, I played the first one, beat the first one, but I never remember getting into the second one for whatever reason it was. I don't remember why, but I, I never never played any of the other ones really. Oh man, really, really ever. Like I just didn't get into them. Oh boy. Yeah. 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 I'm. I'm. It's funny. I'm the opposite. I didn't play any of the. I think the first one I ever played was four. I want to say four. I think it's. I think it's four. Whichever one was on GameCube. Yeah, that was the fourth one. Four. It's yeah. The, yeah. I, the, I play. It's the fourth game, second one that features Leon. Okay. Yeah. That's the first one I played, and I'll be. I like. I. I legitimately don't remember because I. I. I think I still own like the like. 30 GameCube game, well, not all of them, but like I had like 30 GameCube games I used to play back, so I don't really remember. But I remember that being the only the only one I really remember, um, because I like I'm I'm no good at anything that involves shooting anything, <laughs> even now, just not very good. Um, but I, I do remember it being like enjoying it, even though I wasn't very I wasn't very good on good at it, because like the 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 one that I was the the game that I really played that was like in that vein was. 
the House of the Dead series on Dreamcast. Oh, dude, the fucking real shooter. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like, again, was not very good, <laughs> but I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, and I remember Resident Evil 4 being being really good. My friends were all really into it, and I like I'm, I, I won't even lie. Like I, I even downloaded, uh, I have one of them downloaded on my PlayStation because it was a free download. Because I said that I would, you know, give this another shot. You know, I got bold after I beat Tomb Raider, which has <laughs> some shooting, has which has some shooting in it too. And yeah, I, I really like I, I played like the first couple minutes, and I just, I just kind of never went back to it. Not because it's bad, I just didn't i can't even find which which uh which game it which game it was yeah let me let me look at the list real quick to see one that really like jumps out at me um and then mc you can give us one that's like your like go-to i mean we talked about zelda um it's not even the first zelda was my favorite one and like if i'm gonna pick one out that was my absolute favorite it was link to the past Goddamn like, right i, oh, I just yeah. went, i just went back and played that again on the emulator that I have and like, fuck that game still holds up. And like, I, I remember I'm fighting, this is recently. So like three, four months ago, right. I'm fighting Ganon and I'm getting my ass kicked and like, I'm having to like look online for tips and I'm getting pissed at myself. And I'm like, man, 14 year old me had no problem doing this shit. Like didn't have to look up nothing was just like, I'm gonna fuck this guy up. And then I did, I was like, what's wrong with me? I was like, I should be better. I'm older. I'm more experienced. Like, have I lost a step? Like it was like, I was like questioning my life now. Like it was, but like, man, that game holds up, dude. I I enjoy the shit out of that game. Um, as far as the one that stands out the most, though, I'm looking at the, the the lists we got here of these games. Let's see. I'll tell you, Battletoads is the first game that I ever remember getting like frustrated so bad <laughs> that I was cursing. Like, fuck <laughs> Battletoads so hard. Like, <laughs> like that one level where you're on like the little like wave riders or whatever the fuck oh, those yeah. things are, and you hit the wall like 80 million times. Nobody, I, I don't know anybody that has beaten that level. Like. And and if and if you tell me that you have, I think you're a liar. <laughs> I've beaten that level. <laughs> you're so full of shit. So full of shit. It definitely have. <laughs> I haven't beaten the game, but okay, I beat right. Fair. All right. Yeah, I remember that. Um, you didn't do that shit. <laughs> you didn't do that. You're such a, you know, such a liar. I'm looking at some of these other ones, man. Like there, there's just a lot of good goddamn games on here, dude. Um. I hate fighting games and I feel like there are certain people who are just really, really good at fighting games. I am not one of them. And like, Same. yeah, street fighter two, man. I just, I would watch my friends play and they would beat each other up and it was great. And I would try to jump in and I would get my ass kicked every single time. So I just started <laughs> giving up. Uh, let's see what else here. I never played any of the elder scrolls games and I feel bad about that. Like, I mean a little I've- bit. I'm, no, I feel the same. Like I really feel like I would be into them if I played them, yeah. but I just haven't. And like also don't I don't really play online games. Yeah. Much prefer to just kind of have that be a personal experience, just kind of me sitting with the game, and and whatnot. So like I've, I've and I think that was like a big thing with uh, with Skyrim, and so that's why I never like yeah. really got into it or anything. That's funny. I look at the thirty year listing. And Duke Nukem jumps out. Yeah. And the great thing about that is not even the game itself. Like, I remember being a teenager and being like, oh, there's boobs and he's saying curse words. That's cool. And I remember when, when it was Duke Nukem Forever. 
Is that the one that came out like three or four years ago? Yeah, it's actually been so. way more than three or four years. Actually, was that long? Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, it's like the the, been the like a decade you know, at least the long rumored. You know, they're finally going to release a new one, yeah. and then everybody being like, "Oh man, it's going to be awesome!" And then it comes out, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm an adult now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a grown up that has like." human emotions and feelings and i'm i'm more than just a cartoon stereotype oh duke <laughs> you didn't get any older but i did <laughs> like, yeah. it's this it's this really great like marking of the passage of time is <laughs> you can look at before and after when you like when you appreciated that thing versus when you versus now um and honestly like the people that, that's another great litmus test. If Duke Nukem was and still is your favorite game, we are not going to be friends. It's <laughs> so funny too. That's so funny too because the guy who does the voice of Duke Nukem, John St. John, I've had we've had on the podcast before, and like he is the fucking nicest dude. Good and people. Like, he is, man. And like when he does the Duke voice, it just like it, it makes you like you can't help but laugh. Like and, like I still have a sound clip around here somewhere of him going, Mike Lunsford, balls of steel. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah, he's I, also he was he was also uh, the voice of Big the Cat. And um yeah. this the story about that shit was so funny. He like he was explaining that he did like a goofy voice for like the Japanese um designers of the game. So he's like in Los Angeles, right? And like he just goes over the top and does like the goofiest voice, hoping like to try to get like a like a kind of a a litmus test of like where he should be for this voice. And they fucking loved the goofy voice. And he's like, oh fuck no, oh, I'm gonna have to do that voice. <laughs> like <laughs> that wasn't the plan. That was supposed to be the thing you rejected. Oh god. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, he talks. He, we've talked about it too. Like where how, how Duke is like no longer like the right kind of character and he's he's on many occasions said like i would love to be able to do like an updated version where, where duke has like basically gotten educated on what's appropriate and what's not but like that he still uses the same awesome voice. yeah that would yeah. be so great yeah <laughs> it's like that's inappropriate <laughs> like, <laughs> you gotta respect people's boundaries phenomenal. baby yeah yeah uh, pronouns are mandatory <laughs> You know what? I'll reach out to him and see if he wants to come on. Maybe he we'll... should fucking do that. Oh, that would yeah. be amazing. God. Yeah. At a bare minimum, yeah. he'll be at Free Comic Book Day, I would think. So maybe we'll be able to. Luke Nukem. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Yeah, imagine, just imagine uh, marketing a podcast and up to an up to date conversation with Duke Nukem. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a Duke Nukem for the 21st century. I've, I've prepared this statement, baby. <laughs> my past actions that wasn't me that's not who i am <laughs> yeah fucking duke nukem going the uh the beastie boys route of being like you know i did some unpleasant things yeah. and i can't undo those things yeah i can only apologize and try to be better going forward <laughs> yeah yeah and i'll bust your head if you don't use pronouns properly <laughs> yeah uh mc man of these games i mean i have my 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 betting choice here as to which one you're going to choose. So like which one of these like stands out to you the most, either positive or negative? Well, I'm going to flip the script tonight oh. and I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go in the direction you think I am. Oh. How about oh, that? Oh, well then. <laughs> like, like now. <laughs> uh, because I mean, 
I mean, my love for Sonic is, I mean, I, I feel like I've, I've done that a ton on here. And I, I feel like I probably will say something before we, we wrap this up. But, yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of pivotal stuff on here. I mean, I, 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 like the two of you, huge Zelda fan. I love A Link to the Past. I think that was the first Zelda game I finished. And I was completely in love with, with, uh, with like, that franchise after that point. Like, if I could get my hands if I could get my hands on it, then I wanted to play it. You know, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, uh, Wind Waker, uh, which is, uh, Wind Waker was revolutionary for me, mostly because, like, I, I remember, I put so many hours into that game, um, because I was a, a lonely, introverted high school kid who had nothing better to do than to be on my GameCube <laughs> playing Zelda. Um, so like Wind Waker for for a very long time is like I would still say it's probably it's probably still my favorite game to play. I I wouldn't say it's like the best of the franchise, but it's absolutely um, like my like my favorite. And I will say I'm very excited for the the Skyward Sword re uh, re release that they're putting out this year, only because I own Skyward Sword and I won't lie, it was kind of fun, but it's also kind of hazardous. To be swinging your Wii remote, <laughs> just to you know when you're fighting bosses and everything, like it's it was it's a good idea in theory and it, it was fun, but like these TVs are kind of expensive and I would like to not have to replace them because I'm nearly launching something at them every time I'm playing this game. Um, but I think aside from aside from Zelda, um, the, I think the 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 second biggest thing to me, aside from Sonic on here, was the is the Pokemon franchise, um, and, and like I was part of the generation that got completely wrapped up in it when it released in 1998, and I I, I couldn't tell you exactly where I was when it started, but I do know I was watching the cartoon. I owned both red and blue versions. I owned a ton of gear. I played the I played the card game in high school. I collected cards. Like uh, I uh, like I I, uh, I I went to go see the movie that came out the very not good in a rewatch because it was very Americanized uh, movie <laughs> <laughs> and I think just even to this day it's, it's it's just it's something that just reminds me of both middle school and high school I I gained, I met so many of the people who became really good friends of mine in both middle school and, and high school and even college over this franchise and just the, 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 the various games, the various Pokemon competing in tournaments, them being part of super smash bros, which is another, you know, big franchise for me because I, you know, played the hell out, played the hell out of uh, smash bros. I probably would have went pro if going pro was a thing uh, <laughs> back in the mid two thousands, because I did, com- I did, com- I did compete uh, I was a Falco user on Melee, but I like to troll with Pikachu if I didn't think you were that good. Um, <laughs> Damn. I, Damn. I love the idea you're like, yeah, you're a Pikachu guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that's that was literally my tell. Like, if I if I chose Pikachu, I was I was probably looking to troll you. Like, I was gonna beat your ass, but I was gonna troll you along the way. <laughs> Oh, you were that guy. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. Yeah, the, that that's the, when the uh, the competitive edge came came out. Um, but yeah, man, like po- Pokemon was just one of those franchises, and, and I'm glad that it's expanded 
kind of the way it has because I, like I, way back I wasn't sure how long it was it was really gonna it was gonna be around like if it, you know was it gonna stick around once I and you know those of us who were part of like the first wave of fans here like once we kind of outgrew it you know was it gonna be able to, to stick around and and I mean it's a fucking powerhouse now that the show really has like is, over dude. the show yeah. has over a thousand episodes which I discovered when I was like, oh, I would love to go rewatch the series. I wonder how many, oh, oh, thousand episodes, <laughs> and they're still coming out weekly. Oh, he's still 10 years old after 20 years. Okay. <laughs> um, he he uh, has been failing upwards for 20 years because he didn't win a tournament <laughs> until 2019. Or maybe it was 2020. I don't remember. <laughs> um. But yeah, that was that was that was such a big thing, and, and like they had a they had a direct today where they announced the plans for uh, the anniversary this year, and I gotta say, you know, they they've done much more with this franchise than I could have imagined because we're getting an open world game next year. That's crazy, dude. Like... Which I don't think I or anyone else ever expected like the model that they generally use for the games to ever change because it's successful. Like we play it because it's successful and we enjoy it. And they've like tweaked things over the years to make it more competitive and, and more interesting and, and more fun. Uh, and, and, and in some cases have even made it about more than just like more than just getting badges and winning at the end, like actually attaching an actual story um, to it and and really personalizing it to your your character in the in the region. So I mean, Pokemon was just is one of those franchises. I'm not as up to date as as so many others are, but I'm happy that it's still around. I'm happy that you know uh, the youth are still really enjoying the franchise. Dude, my kid really is falling in love with it, man. Like Jax is yeah. like a huge Pokemon fan. Like he's just gotten into it, but he loves it. It's, I mean, it's, it, it is really awesome. And even Pokemon Go, I mean, that was a recent, like, phenomenon that I don't even think they expected when, when it launched five years ago, which is really weird to say. But five years ago when it, God damn, that's when five it years launched. Ago. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, there, there were so many, I did so many things. Like, I used to, this was my, I got the juice moment, but I used to like use that. I used to use that as an excuse to like go out with girls, but like not like, 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 yeah, you want to, you want to go play Pogo on the mall? Like, yes, let's go play Pogo. You know, I know this spot, you know? Let me show you. Let me show you. Let me show you where this gym at. Let me show you. 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 Nice. Uh, yeah. Any others uh, for you guys that really like stood out? Because I, I got like one more for sure that like really. Um, Go so for it. I never played Grand Theft Auto. Okay, I, it was just never my thing. Like I'd watch other people play, and it was like, okay, this looks like it's fun. And I, I'm never gonna be like one of those people that's like, oh, it's an abomination. It's the worst game. No, it was it was fine. It was whatever. But Red Faction was very similar, especially Red Faction Guerrilla was essentially we, we always jokingly called it red faction or we called it uh, grand theft auto mars because <laughs> it was open world it was the same basic principle of like you could just kind of do whatever you wanted like the whole environment was destructible so any building you could smash with your sledgehammer or you could use proximity mines you could use all sorts of shit to blow stuff up right but depending on what you blew up meant that your threat level raised and then like the edf the earth defense force 
which uh, like they were occupying Mars would come and like come after you. And the higher your, your threat level became, the more they would send after you like tanks and like all sorts of artillery and shit. And it was crazy. And I just remember having such a fun time with that game. Like I spent so many hours just playing that game over and over and over again. And like, the weapons you get, like you get this thing, you get a nano rifle at one point, and the nano rifle basically just like disassembles all your atoms. So like you'd shoot like one of the EDF guys, and like he would just like dissolve, and he would like scream as he was <laughs> dissolving. God. It was so dope. <laughs> oh god, I I would still play that game if I could. If I still if there are a few games that every now and then I miss, like because I don't have a, a main system anymore. Like we have, I, I'll play like a game on my phone here and there, and like we've got the um. We've got the old emulators and stuff like that, but like every now and then, games like that, I I, I miss. And uh, if I could, I, I would probably pick that up and play that again. They made a couple of those. There's yeah. like three or four sequels to Red Faction. There's and yeah, I, I never played any of the sequels either, unfortunately, because I stopped gaming when they when they came out. But like um, another one that I, I was just thinking about that if um, I still had a system, I would pick up and play. It's Arkham City, but I never played Arkham City. I played the first Arkham Asylum. And that game was, like, mind-blowing because I was like, I actually feel like I'm Batman right now. Like, mm-hmm. that was the first game where you actually felt like the character that you supposed, you were supposed to be. And, like, yeah, that was that was a game-changer in my book. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, Yeah. I mean, like, there's so many things on this list. I mean, I, I mean just to follow up on that, I... To, for me, at least, I, that that Batman Arkham series is is going to be untouchable as far as like superhero video game franchises for a while. Mm-hmm. I think I think Spider Man can get there if if the next if the next couple games can can really build on it because the first the first Spider Man was great and this the the Miles Morales uh, I can't even call it a sequel but like the like the one point five. <laughs> the uh, the mini game or like whatever whatever you want to call it like that was also really fun and I'm really excited to see what they what they do with it because I really I really think that a lot of what made Spider-Man successful only happened because of how good and how successful the Batman Arkham games were yeah absolutely and and Batman like that's a character that has been fraught with garbage media for so long mm-hmm. like the last good Batman game I remember before the Arkham games and like not not like debatably good or like it was okay but like you actually play and enjoy was the the NES game based on the the 89 Burton movie like that's the because it was basically just like Ninja Ga- Ninja Gaiden with a Batman skin on it yeah pretty which, much that's, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what it was yeah that's awesome yeah um but yeah, the, the Arkham games like really approached the character um, in a way that was novel and interesting, and like you would you would see little like detective mode was something that was featured in I think a GameCube game and a PS2 game like a decade before Arkham the Ar- Arkham games came out. Um, but the the game I think it was like Batman Dark Detective or something. Um, but like all the games were just awful. Um, and it was a lot of it came down to there wasn't really the technology for it in terms of what people like basically the, the things I think the, the problem people get running into is everybody wanted to make Arkham Asylum only they only had like a PS1 to work with. Right. 
So the idea of like, well, I want to be Batman, so I want to be able to do all these things. It's like, well, you can't really do all that stuff. You can kind of narrow it down. Like I remember the the fir- the 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 first PS1 Spider-Man game at the time was like revolutionary. Like that was oh, a yeah. big goddamn deal. Which now, of course, nobody talks about because, like, you know, it's 25, 30 years old. Um, well, 25 years old. Um, so, like, understandable. But it was such a big damn deal at the time because, like, you were like, shit, I can swing around the city and I can fight people and I can, like, flip around and shit. Um, and that was a big deal. But with the Arkham games, it was the first, like, you know, it wasn't just fighting. You, know, you actually were doing some of the detective stuff. And like I have my personal opinions about the the the, the images of the the designs themselves, um, but like it's nothing if not consistent, and the mm-hmm. voice acting is dope, and the um, the gameplay is great. Like it's funny though of that that franchise, Origins is my favorite. Um, it's the the flashback to like you know like year two Batman, um, but. Uh, which for some reason a lot of people shit on. I don't really understand why that is, um, but yeah, it's it's got the most interesting boss fights. Um, the story itself is probably one that isn't just like how can I jam every possible Batman character together in a way that makes enough sense that people will keep playing. Because um, like I've heard a lot of people talk about how great the stories are in the Arkham games, and like I mean, <laughs> come on it's an excuse to keep playing, which is great. But would you really want to read that story? Like, could you take that story independent of the gameplay itself and enjoy it? Um, but origin like actually like gives you, um, it, it does something that is incredibly novel right now. It is a Joker story that is actually interesting. (laughs) Cause man has that character gotten overexposed yeah 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 oh the one thing i was going to mention uh the other franchise metroid yes yes Uh, fucking metroid man that game (sighs) the the choice by nintendo to be like oh what if at the end of it it was a girl that'd be cool huh all right let's do that is is so clearly one of those like off the cuff like meh, why not we just do this thing one of those decisions that could like 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 nobody focus grouped that there wasn't like uh, um I, I i don't mean to diminish the 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 creators of the game but i don't feel like that that decision was made with a lot of you know forethought in mind i think it was just, it was like, just like yeah what if she was a chick yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. it's the future. Why not? She can be a bounty hunter. And it set this standard in terms of, like, the surprise you can get from the ending. And, you know, it, Samus Aran is one of the first, fe- like, like feminist uh, 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 sci-fi and fantasy characters um, I've ever encountered. Um, and... Maybe the first that I'm consciously aware of, if not necessarily feminist, but but uh, uh, you know, just female, just the first like woman kicking ass aside from like Sarah Connor and Ripley, like those three are huge in terms of my own personal mm-hmm. development and realizing like, 
oh yeah, like it's not just guys. You don't have to just be a dude in order to like be a badass. Um, and I remember when they announced Metroid Prime. And I remember seeing screenshots from it being like, oh man, you're gonna do it first person? Like, that's not a good idea. I don't understand why they're doing it. I fucking love Metroid Prime games. <laughs> Those games are fantastic. Absolutely. Um, and they, they, you know, they did some clever shit with it. Like the way they actually handled the gameplay and, you know, it was really careful and considerate and, and really, you know, thought about how do we adapt? Like, like we're not just going to take Super Metroid and make that, th give it, give it, you know, greater 3D, depth. Yeah. We're going to like really consider and adapt it. Like how would that work? You know, a fucking scan visor. The scan visor is so important in those games. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, uh, uh, there was a time back in the late 90s um, uh, or early 2000s, I think it was early 2000s, when John Woo's production company got the rights to make Metroid. What? And yeah, this is the thing that happened. Um, of course, nothing came of it. Um, but they, they, Woo's production company got the rights to make a Metroid movie. And... I had the biggest nerve boner for a movie that was never going to happen. Um, because in my mind, the perfect way to do it is you handle it like the first game where you never see Samus out of the suit. And if you hear her voice, it is like mechanical and machine, like like machine to the point where you have no idea what, like what the gender of the person inside of it is. And it's only at the very end that like she gets back on the ship and she's flying away and she pops her helmet off and it's like Jessica Biel. You're like, oh fuck! <laughs> like, you know, it'd be a great way to to carry that forward for like a whole other generation of people. Um, uh, but yeah, I was really, really hoping for a mostly silent, dialogueless um, Metroid game where all of the backstory and and um, uh, uh, exposition would be done via the scan visor and stuff like the the space pirate scientists logs when they're going through talking about how how they were trying to recreate Samus's armor and like all of the horrible accidents that happened when like everything would be great like you know the armor would work and like you know all the you know you could change from the blaster to the missiles and like all the different uh, uh all the different beams and stuff would work but then the morph ball, they'd always get to the morph ball and like, you know, some people would transform and it would just crush them into jelly. And then some people would be able to turn <laughs> into the ball. But when they try to turn back, they just explode. Like there was so much crazy. And like, I have very clear memories of this, like one log that you find in the first prime game um, where you come in this one room and there are these tanks of space pirates and like they're in armors that kind of look like you uh and it was just this one scientist like yeah shit did not go well <laughs> and like i wanted that so badly in a movie and i knew i was never gonna get it but there was always me holding out hope yeah, yeah. Fucking, i i beat super metroid this uh, uh this past year and it's one of my greatest triumphs <laughs> i fucking <laughs> love that game jeez yeah, I, I mean, like, Nintendo is really dropping the ball because Metroid should honestly be a much bigger franchise than what it is right now. And it really just feels like they've been sitting on it for, for years and just haven't done anything. I mean, like, for, I mean, for for one, and, and actually this is 
part of a bigger gripe I have with Nintendo in general. Like, they really need to just port all of those GameCube games, or at least like the really popular ones, over to the Switch. Mm-hmm. So many of us would love to be able to replay Metroid Prime, or the trilogy, or or any of the other games from the GameCube era that many of us don't have access to because we don't own a GameCube or we don't, or in my case, I don't play my Wii like ever. <laughs> so, I mean, like I, I, I like I, I, I hooked my my Wii up la- like last year to start replaying Metroid Prime, and I, I enjoyed it, but it's not something I, I play all that consistently. I would love, I would love, love, love to be able to just have that on my Switch, and I'm annoyed with them that. You know, you can give us this NES, SNES service for like five bucks a month, play a bunch of old games, but for some reason can't do that for N64 or GameCube or, or something. Yeah, I mean, read the room, guys. Not to mention, too, also, Metroid could be a movie franchise, like a, a very successful movie franchise oh, if sure. they w- were interested to, in doing it right. Oh, Brie Larson has has expressed interest in playing Samus for years now. For years, I, I would be okay with that. Yeah, she's Do been you... trying to she's been trying she's been trying to play Samus for for years, and she's even cosplayed um, as her, I think, uh, a couple years ago. Also, stand, stand by, I have to check the internet for that. <laughs> <laughs> Purely for research purposes. Yeah. Do y'all Not remember me. the um, the first of all Nintendo Power? Um, oh yeah, he used to get. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Do you like the a, thr- um, a throwback to the old days of GGR Pirate Radio? One of the first conversations we had about video games, we talked about how before the internet, it was like a, a network of spies. Was how you got your clues and trips and, and and tricks or tips and tricks to beat video games, and a lot of it came from Nintendo Power. And like, I kind of miss that. I like the ease and access that you get now, but yeah, like, I I kind of miss those days. There's definitely like some nostalgia for um, the the <laughs> the the secret mystery, and you know, Pete Holmes has this great joke about uh, how. Um, smartphones have ruined uh uh not knowing things like there was there was there used to be this like air of mystery about the world where you you'd be like hey where is tom petty from and you'd ask your friends and they wouldn't know and you'd ask your parents and they wouldn't know and you'd be like fuck where's tom petty from oh man and it would bother you and it would hang around you for months and you'd meet a girl and she'd have a heartbreaker shirt on and you'd go, where's Tom Petty from? And she'd go, Florida. And you'd fall in love. Um, <laughs> but like the idea of, you know, we're kind of seeing it with with, uh, uh, with WandaVision. The, you know, the delayed gratification and how that changes culture and how that uh, affects people overall in terms of their their pleasure about things. Like, you know, being able to fuck Mike. I mean, you, you, you worked at a blockbuster, so you know better than anybody being spoiled for choice. But even then you were limited to like what? 2000 titles. Now you have tens of thousands of things you can watch at any given time. And how much time do you, do we spend looking for things to watch? Not actually watching them, yeah. But looking for things to watch. 
Yeah, I have um, that debate with my kid all the time where I'm like, dude, you've been flipping through stuff for hours. And like, what have you watched? Oh, I'm just looking for something to watch. Dude, there's so much stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's I, I think a lot of us do that, that we freeze when we have too many choices. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I wanted to kind of wrap this up because yeah. I know we have uh, another topic here, too. Yeah. Um, I wanted to touch on two games that we did not mention that were on this list that we have talked about before. The first one I wanted to mention was um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, because the reason I want to bring this one up, this is the first game I had for my Xbox 360, an Xbox 360 that I didn't want, an Xbox 360 that an ex-girlfriend bought for me. And we broke up after that Christmas, after she got it. And like out of spite, I was, I thought about returning it, but then I kept it. I was like, no, that'll show her. I'm going to keep this shit. Um, (laughs) jokes on her i loved it um but like i um yeah i loved ultimate alliance man that game was fun as shit really was yeah and and i feel like it it was one of those it was like it was like a gateway drug it kind of got everybody reinterested in marvel again because then you got iron man coming out a few years after that and like it just kind of like snowballed from there so just overall just like that but man fuck I can't believe we're saving Guitar Hero for the end. Like, Guitar Hero 2. <laughs> we all gushed about how much we fucking love that game. God damn, I love Guitar Hero. That, like, that oh. game got me through college. Like, that was... that that was My weekends, most of the time, consisted of my friends coming over to my apartment. We're either watching a movie and or playing Guitar Hero slash Rock Band because I had I had both. And that's literally what we will we be doing until like a good, until like two, three in the morning. They both were so good, man. They were so good, and you you knew that Guitar Hero had an impact on um, society. And I'm I'm gonna pull the guy's name up. Uh, his name is Joel Zamaya. Joel Zamaya was a pitcher for the Detroit uh, Tigers, and was going to be. They were in the World Series, and Joel Zamaya couldn't pitch because he injured himself playing Guitar Hero. (laughs) (laughs) You silly son of a bitch. And that motherfucker, it wouldn't matter if he pitched a perfect game. It wouldn't matter if he got the last nine outs in the World Series. He's always going to be like, oh, hey, it's a Guitar Hero guy. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. That is, a, that is pretty. That is pretty good. But that game was a fucking game changer. Uh, the game was a game changer. Yeah, like it was. I mean, yeah. It was like a society changer, man. Because like, remember, there was this weird like in between, where gaming became this very like like solo thing, where like you would just go play on your own computer, and then you would connect with people online, and like there. The, it used to be like everybody would go over to somebody's house and play video games, mm-hmm. but. Then when online gaming became a thing, it stopped and everybody just stayed in their own place. Guitar Hero brought back the social aspect to gaming. And it was it was dope, it was fun. Like it was something people did at parties again. And it was just, I, I still to this day, like when this fucking pandemic is over, man, we're doing a goddamn GGR Guitar Hero party. Absolutely. Happening. <laughs> Shout out to Jay Dilla too, because yeah. I know she, I know she's ready to talk some talk some trash when we all when oh. we all uh oh dude when get she, up on this for sure. When she worked at GameStop, she would tr- she would trash talk. She would just mad trash talk to people about that game, and then she would just beat their ass and like would like finish a solo <laughs> and like hit like hit like the whammy bar and then just like drop the guitar and just like walk away. She's like, what? I just beat <laughs> Guess I'm done now. Yes, exactly. Oh, 
<laughs> Unfortunately, she couldn't join yeah. us tonight because she was having some technical issues, man. But yeah, like, oh, god damn that game. Yeah. So I I have two, and then we do can it, we can we can end. I mean, well, I do want to sh- just shout out some of the others that we didn't mention. I'm not going to go into detail. Yeah. Um, on them, but they absolutely deserve to be mentioned because they're legendary in their own right. Like Devil May Cry, 20 years old. Fuck Crash that. Bandicoot is 25 years old. Fuck, that game was fun. Absolutely. Uh, Tomb Raider, 25 years old. Uh, the GameCube a system we, we talked about earlier is turning 20 this year. The Wii is 15. Kingdom Hearts is 15 years old, which which sounds weird to say, but Kingdom Hearts, 15 years old. Wait, isn't Sora like 14 in the game? Yeah, so, yeah, something like that. So the game is now older than the lead character is. Yep. Wow. That's fucking wild. 15 years also happens to be roughly the time between games, too. <laughs> <laughs> between the, between that, I I myself have never finished Kingdom Hearts. I, re- I, I enjoy it. I, you know, like, my, my PlayStation actually got stolen, like, right when I was going to finish the game. And I just haven't hard to, I just haven't had the heart in 15 years to replay it and actually try to finish it. Yeah. So, yeah. It was, um, it was just cool. It was literally, it was like Final Fantasy met Disney. It was dope. Yeah. Um, and so the last two, Golden Sun, which is a game that I know, like, virtually a very small group of people know about. It is my favorite RPG franchise, even over Final Fantasy or the Tales series or any of the, the, the Chrono games. That's my personal favorite. Like, it's the game that really made me fall in love with the entire idea of, of, of RPGs. Like, I met my first friend in high school because we were both stuck at the same park um, <laughs> in Golden Sun. And we were both trying to play Game Boy in class. And uh, yeah, <laughs> um, but it, it, it's 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 a really underrated franchise. Um, my my last project was named after the last game that came out, Dark Dawn, which coincidentally is also turning ten years old. Um, you know, I really wish Nintendo would do something with it because it's such a good franchise. It, it, it could it could easily have rivaled or at least been up there with the the Final Fantasy franchise because they they have a silent protagonist. They, there's a bunch of really cool elements. It's it's really what got me into like fantasy and RPGs, and I I wish they did more with it. Um, but I, I've I've recently replayed it. Shout out to my emulators because it's the only way I can replay it, and uh, that was awesome. And Lastly, you guys knew I was not gonna get off this podcast without shouting out Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, that just that just wasn't gonna happen. I'm not you gonna go into like I didn't even know you liked it. Like, yeah, crazy, right? Um, I'm not gonna go into like a 10 minute spiel, but I'll I'll just say this: I am I am excited for the 30th anniversary. You know, I've been asking. Well, we've all been asking for Sega to do something different for a decade. Because they spent 20 years giving us stuff we didn't want, and it seems like now they've they've figured out, huh? Maybe we should do the things that people like, instead of going away from them when we realize they like them. What? That's probably a good, that's probably a good idea. Do do a what the people. Novel approach. Nah. Yeah. 
That doesn't make so, any damn sense. So they, you know, they've they've relocated. Uh, they the the control of the franchise is now in is uh, now in the hands of Sega of America. It's been in Sega of Japan since Sonic's inception. That's a that's a big change. We're getting a Netflix show next year, which I'm really excited about because it won't be that goofy shit Sonic Boom. <laughs> God, I hate that. Oh, I hate that shit so much. Um. And from the sounds of it, it sounds like they have they realized that they can't fuck up anymore <laughs> because people are sick and tired of like we don't want Team Sonic racing. They're fast. They don't need to be in cars racing. They have legs. Fucking sense. Yeah, like it, come on, you know we we don't need you to to give us the Edge Lord storyline if you're gonna really undercut the story. I mean, like you made the you made the the Joss Whedon Justice League of video games with Sonic Forces, <laughs> and coincidentally, those did come out the same year. Jesus, oh, <laughs> and you know, like I, I I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful. Like we're allegedly going to get some some adventure remakes. They are completely switching over. They're changing voice actors. They have changed the social media team. They they've changed the people in charge. They're they're actually treating you know from the sounds of it, they're with this new show. They're actually going to treat the characters like the characters and not make them the worst stereotypes of themselves based on one thing that happened in the game 25 years ago, which is good. And hopefully you know we get some announcement for a game because they haven't said anything about the about games and the the birthday is in June, and there's only a handful of years. I mean a handful of months left. And it'd be nice to get some information about what's going on, you know, with 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 our favorite hedgehog, you know. So I'm hopeful. I'm cautiously optimistic about this 30th anniversary. Um, I I have my fingers crossed for you. Yeah, I just I just I mean, like we just want something good. <laughs> it's really that simple. Yeah. Like stop be stop stop treating stop treating you know the franchise like a like a really bad meme video. You know, you can you can you can write these characters with care. You can you can give them story arcs. You don't have to make them Teen Titans Go, like the bad bad version of Teen Titans Go. You don't have to like force force like bad poorly written progressive humor into it. Like you can just let the characters be themselves. It's totally okay. So fingers crossed. Hopefully, it's good. And if not, well, I'll probably have an hour long podcast telling you why I'm upset. Give or take. <laughs> I'm hoping it's the I'm hoping it's the the former rather than the latter. I'm hoping that you're you're podcasting about it being like the greatest thing ever. So I, I hope so. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Here's here's open. Friends, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of At the Diner. Uh, we love talking video games. We'll come back with more again later. Hopefully, we'll be able to have Miss uh, J Dilla with us, um, barring any technical issues that she may be having. Um, but stay tuned because we've got another episode. Uh, not going to be nearly as long as this one, um, but we are going to talk about, again, just like it bears repeating the things that we're going to talk about. Just like the things you see people saying about all of this wonderful golden age of geekdom that we have now. And like, you know what? We'll just tease that. We'll leave it at that. There's more great geeky, nerdy content coming for you in the next episode of At The Diner. So make sure that you follow us on any of the streaming sources that you like to listen to podcasts. We'll be there. So for all of us here, for myself, Mike Lonsford, for MC Brooks, for James Rambo, thank you again for being part of this journey. And together, there are no heights we can't reach. Yeah.
Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!